kingdom. Uh, I've got a scripture today, 2 Corinthians 5, 19 to 20. It says this, God was in Christ restoring the world to himself, no longer counting men's sins against themselves, but blotting them out. This is the wonderful message he has given who? Us. This is the wonderful message he has given us to tell others. Us. Amazing thing about that word, us. Very inclusive. (laughs) Very hard to get out of it when it says us. Not others, not them, those, they, us. This is the wonderful message he's given us. God is at work in the world. We know that from the scriptures. But the message that uh, oftentimes we uh, either overlook or forget is that the work he wants to do in the world, he wants to do through the church. He wants to do it through us. He wants to include us in this great purpose, in this great mission in the world. Um, He extends us the privilege of being part of his mission in the world, his purpose to restore and redeem people, bring them back into relationship with God and bring the world back into its original design where God is number one, the place is blessed and uh, that's all part of the redemptive story. God is not just about redeeming human beings, he's about redeeming creation bringing creation back into the way it was meant to be, the way it was originally designed. You know, when we look around the world, we realize stuff happens and all kinds of stuff happen. And we think, well, if God was real, why would he let that happen? Or why does this stuff happen? And the the truth is, he sent Christ to redeem that, to bring back into restoration Uh, the fall of human beings and the world, and we are part of that great message and part of that great purpose. Um, So this morning I want to share about, uh, in helping people find their purpose in God, whatever that might be, whatever vocation, but we all have a different purpose and different parts of our calling and what God has skilled us with and the talents and the skills, abilities um, that we have to do whatever we're called to do. Some of us have amazing athletic ability, like Joe, obviously. <laughs> Although I didn't know she's wearing a Fitbit. <laughs> so, just for show. <laughs> um, some of us have great intellect. Some of us have business now. You know, we've all got skills and abilities that God wants to use for his kingdom. But there's something that we're all called to do, and that is to help people find uh, Jesus Christ, or to move into that ori- original design of God, which is to come back into relationship with God. Part of that is sharing our life message, sharing our message, what God has done in our life. We're all called to do that. The life, our life message is simply how Jesus has made a difference in our life. That's our life message. Uh, that's what witnessing is. That's what evangelism is. And oftentimes we hear words like that. We start sweating. We start thinking of people standing up, you know, in, in a town hall on boxes, you know, preaching at people or crazy, doing crazy stuff. Um, and, but, but 
evangelism, witnessing, sharing our message is simply about in our everyday life, wherever God's placed us, looking for having our eyes open to opportunities to tell our story. Uh, to tell our story about what God's done for us or maybe pray for somebody, to invite them to church. And God will, when we pray and ask, bring those opportunities along for us so that we can be part of that great purpose that He has. Jesus wants us to share our story with others. It's an essential part of the mission. Your message is unique. Your story is unique. Um, No one else has it. And therefore, when we don't share it, then we are uh, withholding something unique that God can use to touch other people's uh, lives. Um, Sharing what Jesus has done for us, sharing the transformation that's happened in our life, sharing where we were and where we are now, all these kind of things are part of helping people's eyes be open to God's goodness and His desire and His purpose for their life. I don't know anybody that has been argued into the kingdom of God. Maybe you have. I don't know anybody. I've never met a Christian in church that said, oh man, someone came up to me and they just argued with me about how I needed to be in church. And and I just went, you know what? You're right. (laughs) It It doesn't happen. What happens is you create, just in doing life, whether it be workplace, whether it be family, whether it be friends, just through relationship, just through winning trust, just through being who you are, you are invited and given an opportunity to share your story. That's how it works. People have got to be willing to listen to you and, and, and give you an opportunity. You don't demand an opportunity to tell people what you believe. You win, you, you earn that right just by living a life where people go, well, I don't know, I don't know how many times I've spoken I've done all kinds of witnessing over the years I've been thrown off manly corso by the police for witnessing to people uh mind you I don't think I was thrown off for witnessing I was playing the guitar and I think it was crimes against (laughs) musicianship that got me removed um back in the day um I've spent I've I've uh uh, I made a three-month three month commitment at one point that every day I'd go out and witness to people a number of years ago. Uh, I've done all kinds of witnessing, all kinds of confrontation. And, and I tell you that the, the most powerful, the most impacting, the most life-transforming is when you're talking to somebody who has given you an opportunity to share. And that doesn't necessarily mean you've got a long-term relationship I've spoken to people in airplanes and buses and all kinds of things and had opportunity, but um, they ask you, oh, what do you do or whatever? Um, Now, you probably don't have this problem, but oftentimes when people say, what do you do? And you say, you're a pastor. That is not a conversation starter. (laughs) It's almost like saying, I work for the ATO. (laughs) And what's your name again? (laughs) But it doesn't matter what your background is, it doesn't matter what your story is, doesn't matter. you can ask God and God will give you opportunities if you know how to hold a conversation with people. I don't tell them, I just ask questions, ask people questions. What do you do? How did you get there? I love hearing people's stories. I love hearing how things happen and how they ended up where they are. It's, it's, uh, I just find it absolutely fascinating. And you have a story to tell. You have something, if, you, if Christ has come into your life, of how that happened and what has happened in the meantime. And I want to encourage you to 
and we're going to look at this in a sec, begin to pray and ask people to bring people into your world or situation or open your eyes and then have the boldness just to say something. Um, I uh, wanted to ask Peter Giddings to come up here. Come up here. This is Peter. Give Peter a big hand. <laughs> Peter was sharing with me. Ibbotson, oh yeah, sorry, that was, her, that was her maiden name. You've been around so long, how long have you been married now? 20 years, 11, 11 years. <laughs> I married this awesome couple. Um, what I was going to say, well, I forgot what I was going to say now. That's all right. Um, witnessing, uh, oh yeah, she was telling me an awesome story. She showed me a picture of the letter that, that she received, that Peter received. She, last week she said, oh, I want to show you this. It was the letter that Peter received when she came to Christ uh, in our church, gave her life to Christ. How many years ago now? 13 years and one month, exactly today. today. 13 years ago. And she said, oh, here's the letter you sent me uh, after I went forward and gave my life to Christ. And uh, it, just, um, it just reminded me of the amazing things that God has done uh, in your life, in Kevin's life, uh, in your family. So I thought this message, um, Peter's story and just some of the history epitomizes exactly what we're talking about here. So I thought I'd get her up to share a little bit. Okay. So can we give her a big hand? Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, it's such a privilege to stand up here today. And um, so this week I've been reminded of, um, you know, just how far I've come and I think it's important that, you know, we, we don't forget that. Um, so 13 years ago, wow. So I was basically at a, a point in my life where, um, yeah, I was just at my end. I had everything money could buy. I'd done everything, lived overseas, worked overseas. I was constantly, I was just, I felt empty, you know. On the outside, I had a hard exterior that I had it all together. and But inside, you know, I was, I was completely crying out and... Um, I remember the night, it was after, week after New Year's, I think I was still celebrating, and I, and I said to God, you know, there has to be more to life than this, like, why am I here? I remember crying out down here in Balmain, and uh, why am I here? Um, and within sort of um, 48 hours, I won't go into the, the full detail, but um, I ended up making a deal with God if he did something for me. Um, um, I'd start coming to church. Um, but, yeah, I was completely broken, um, you know, very abused throughout my life. Um, yeah, you name it. I can't go into it all, but um, very, yeah, very broken and um, needing, felt that void in my heart, you know, that emptiness of, um, you know, there has to be more, you know. Um, it was, con- I was on a constant search of, um, I actually, I just had gotten back from Bali. It was like, you know, maybe I need to get that dress or maybe I need to go out more or maybe I need to, you know, um, exercise or, you know, that's when I'll feel better. Maybe I need to go to Bali with the girls one more time, you know. Um, and, <laughs> That'll help. And, um, no, so I'm how re- did you end up at church? So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so how I ended up at church? Sorry, my girlfriend, Bianca, I'd been to several churches around the area um, and I said, B, um, she's a Christian, and I said, B, look, you're going to have to... God's got to do something. If he wants me to keep going to church, he's going to have to do something. So she jumped on a plane and flew down here and, and um, brought me to church So her that friend day. who lived in Queensland, yeah. flew from Queensland, came down to yeah. Sydney to take her to church. Mm. So, <laughs> and I've been reminded this week, and if it, if it wasn't that prompting 
in her, if she didn't say yes to that prompting in her heart, you know, I'm, I mightn't be here today, you know, and it's not only my life that has been affected, it's the immediate lives around me, it's, it's my awesome brother and um, my boyfriend or husband, or husband now, but boyfriend at the time, it's, um, it's my children's lives, you know, the next generation to come, I'm a different mum now, you know, I'm not the mum that I would have been, which is, it's frightening, you know, it's frightening to think, Oh, gosh. Um, so your friend came. Yes. Brought you to church. Yes. Uh, so, so, yeah, so I just, I just want to just touch on that, that moment, that God encounter. That last week you said that you cannot, you cannot forget that. You cannot be the same person. And I definitely wasn't the same person. It was, it was that, that moment I remember walking up the front and um, I said the prayer and my life, I explain it like, you know when you get that white fuzzy on the TV, you know, the white and the black, that shh, you know, <laughs> that was my head. That was, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep, you know, I, I would constantly be thinking negative thoughts. I'd be having flashbacks of, you know, things that had happened throughout my life. I was in complete torment. But the moment I said that prayer, the moment I said that prayer, it was like someone got that cord and ripped the electrical cord and it just completely went silent, completely went blank. Amazing. And my mind was still, um, I just completely changed. Um, and then, of course, those around me. Um, and today, you know, 13 years, 13 years on, um, you know, I was sort of thinking about the people that have been affected in my life and I sort of thought the immediate people like my family and people that have actually led to Christ and said that Saviour's prayer. So someone brought you to church, yeah. you gave your heart to Christ, yes. then you started yes. inviting and talking. And yes. So, yeah, yes. before you start talking about, so Jason over here, who's a brother, is in church because of that yes. encounter, yes. plus many other girls who we'll talk about in a sec. Yes. But um, So this is the way God works. Oftentimes we're praying that God will do something supernatural, but God works through you and through I. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> Bianca, mm -hmm. um, Peter's friend who lived in Queensland, I think I've met her once that, mm -hmm. or twice, maybe mm -hmm. she came back down. God prompted her, say, get on a plane, come down and bring her to church. She listened to the prompting. She got on a plane, she spent some money, she flew down, she brought Peter to church. Peter went forward, gave her life to Christ. <clears throat> Oftentimes, and I'm sure you'll talk about this, God will prompt you to do things. It might be to give some money. It might be to talk to somebody. It might be to ring somebody. It might be mm. to invite this person to church. Listening to those promptings and, uh, and, and uh, stepping out on those is the way God works through you to touch other people's lives. Mm, mm. So, uh, so you started then inviting so, people. Yeah, so I started, had a radical saving and started doing all these what I thought, it just comes to mind, you know, God can ask you, sorry, you can do a lot of good things in life, but what does God ask you to do? Yeah. You know, and I, and it reminds me of um, a prayer now of, you know, being on my journey and it's, um, you know, daily I surrender and say, Lord, you know, um, you know, what is your will today? I surrender my will and pray your will be done. I pray, I ask, I say, you know, bring people in my path that I can um, be of influence to. Um, so, for example... Uh, Tell us about the chiropractor. Chiropractor. Okay, so I see a chiropractor. And at the end of last year, I, um, I walked in and um, she was just like beaming. She was like, Peter, guess what? I'm like, what, what? And she said, I asked Jesus Christ into my life on the weekend. I'm like, really? Wow. <laughs> and I said, how did that happen? She said, you. I'm like, really? Like, 
how did that happen? And she said, well, just from you coming in here and us talking and I see a difference in you. I see a difference in your eyes. I see the times, the trials that you've been through and the tough, tough times you've been through and, and, and your response and how you handle that. And, you know, don't worry, God will take care of it. You know, it's at the, you know, he's, he's got this, you know, and she said, and, and that's, that's what made me interested. And, and I've been asking my family and, her fiance, you know, all questions. Um, his family actually happened to be Christian, um, but they've been together for five years and never, you know, um, never had come to the Lord. But um, yeah, so it was just. So just through. an aside, just to interrupt. So again, this yeah. is this is the backstory that God is working. So Peter's visiting a chiropractor. He's living with a guy who grew up in a Christian family whose parents are praying for him. Get the connections. God is working behind the scenes in answers to our prayers. Oftentimes, we're the answer to someone's prayers when we share, when we reach out, when we touch somebody. So, I'm just trying to put these dots together. So, yeah, the, so the chiropractor. So the chiropractor. Um, so she's asked. So then, so she's gone. I've asked Jesus so into yeah, her life. So yeah. So basically, she just um, she said, and then then there was this moment. Where I had this revelation that Jesus died on the cross for us. Did you know? Like, you know, <laughs> she's, she's had that. Did you that know that? Yeah. She's like, I'm like, yeah. And she's so she's she's now, and I've always seen. Yeah, anyway, I won't go into it. Oh. But now she's now she's a chiropractor, right? And she does not stop talking, right? <laughs> so she she will influence now again yeah. all her patients yeah. and so many others, yeah. you know? Just quickly, so, I just I just had a thought right then. Yes. Just stand there for one second. I just had this thought. Yeah. So this is Jason. Stand up, Jace. You come out here. This is Peter's brother. Jason got saved because yeah. Peter got saved. Yeah. Who got saved because Bianca brought her to church. Yeah. Peter brought yes. Jason to church, right? And the and endless we, that have hit... So My now Jason amazing, then yeah. had a radical transformation. He started reaching out to people. Now Lorna's not here today, but that's another lady you may know in our church. Lorna got saved because Jason witnessed to her. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Lorna's not here, but Lorna's brother is here. Stand up, Robbie. Come out here, mate. So Lorna got saved. Lorna brought her fiancé or uh, boyfriend at the time, um, Adrian. They then got engaged, then he got saved, and then he's coming to church. But then Lorna influenced you coming here, is that right? Yeah, Lorna's not here for so long. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so then Lorna's... Lorna's got Jesse coming along, Jesse's got me to come along. So, oh yeah, so Lorna, so Lorna, which is Robbie's sister, influenced Robbie's fiancé, yep. who's not here. Is she here? No, she's... She's not here at the moment. So then Jesse starts coming to church. She gives her life to Christ and she says, Robbie, hey, you've got to come to church as well. <laughs> Robbie had been in church before in yeah. the past. Yeah. So he'd grown up in church and stuff but wasn't going to church, wasn't following Christ, was doing his own thing. Can you see how yeah. all the pieces start falling into place? Yeah. Jesse goes, oh, I've had an encounter and I want to go to church. And Robbie's like, really? <laughs> Can I sleep in? And then... Uh, and then Robbie comes back to church. Robbie has a fresh encounter and then now he's serving in kids' church and um, God is doing amazing things through these guys. So this is the connection. This is the way God works and this is how he reaches out. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Jace. So anyone else you want to talk about? So, um, so just from um, 
I think, um, so my husband, who's extremely important. Um, so Kevin's in church he now was, because... He was, yeah, he was my boyfriend at the time, but, um, and, you know, God saved our relationship, you know. It was just incredible, yeah. And he came to the Lord through um, Ian McCormack's testimony. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so I just remember the, the, the moment that I was saved and then I came home and said to my husband, you know, I finally found what I've been looking for. You know, that, that acceptance, that love, that, that void, that hole, in my, hole within my heart had been completely filled, you know. Um, and so, and just, um, yeah, being salt and light. Um, so you mightn't actually um, be, you know, talking about Jesus directly to someone, but it's the way that we behave and making ourselves available and being prompted by the Holy Spirit and saying yes to that that moment. So, for example, Gumtree just recently, this oh, yeah. guy comes over and um, I just sold my, um, my baby capsule and he was like standing at the door and checking to see it's all there. And I said, it's all there, you know, you got a really good deal, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then he said, okay, cool, thanks, and went to go. And then I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me as I saw this new oh sorry this new um talk with my hands this um baby bouncer thing still in its box at my door I felt you know prompted to to give it to him and I'm like okay okay all right and I said oh excuse me um would you would you like um to have this baby bouncer and he's like oh absolutely yeah sure how much how much and I said oh um, nothing actually. Um, I just want to, I just want to give it to you. And he goes, you want to give it to me? And I'm like, yeah, well, and then I'm like, pause and went, okay, here we go, jump. I went, <laughs> I'm a Christian and I believe in God and I really believe in my heart that he wants you to have this. And that moment, tears began to well up in his eyes and stream down his face. And he said, thank you. You know, thank you. My wife and I had been trying for so long to have a baby and um, we, we've lost and we couldn't, we decided not to have a baby anymore and um, um, we gave away everything. Why this is hard, why that story? Why, um, that's my story. Um, that's exactly my story. Um, we gave up having a baby and then I gave away everything and then, so it was like, wow, I can relate, you know. It was just amazing that of all these people that had to pick up this baby seat, you know, he had the same story as me. So then I could then speak hope into his life and say, because he said, you know, I financially, I can't afford, I can't, we can't afford it, you know. We gave away everything and for you to give me that, you know, that, that gives me hope. And I said, well, you know, and I just wanted to encourage him and to say, you know, we're in the same boat, but God will provide for you. Don't worry. It's going to be okay, but don't miss this time, you know, don't miss this time of having this beautiful baby, be, don't let it be stolen by worrying about that I can't provide, you know, that, that, that I don't have the things for it. So, um, yeah, it was just amazing, the impact that I had on his life right then and there. It was just, yeah, incredible, just because I went okay, I'm just going to do it. You know, you've just got to take that jump. Of course, there's going to be resistance because we live in a fallen world, but you, you've just got to take that jump. You've got to, and you know what? Never in my experience has God given me that opportunity to speak to, into someone's life that he's let me down, that that person hasn't been touched. And, you know, whether it's been, they've been touched by love or hope or kindness or, 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 or whatever, but, you know, there's possibly possibility of salvation too. And that's, you know, you know, we need to 
have a, mind, a mind shift, I think, yeah, and think awesome. of eternal thinking because it's just uh, the greatest gift, isn't it? But Fantastic. freedom in our life, right? Yeah. You know, it's complete freedom. So good. So, yeah. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. So, uh, the, the, the point of the message is that God wants to use you. And he's going to bring around opportunities if we've got our eyes open, if we're listening to his voice, he will prompt us to do certain things and, and you just got to say, you know what, I'm going to do that and you'll be amazed at what God can do and, and you might not know the whole story, you might not actually hear how all those pieces fit together, uh, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but you know that God is actually working through you and there's nothing more amazing as a, as a Christian, as a believer to when you do step out and you do something or you say something or you invite somebody or you give something and then you hear the story and you think, wow, isn't it amazing? God just used me. God just used me to touch that person's life. That's how he works. That's how God works. He works through people who are prepared to reach out to show the love of God through actions and, and demonstrate it. So, uh, sharing your life message. I want to encourage you to do that. Firstly, so I just want to give us five quickly. Uh, what do we do? So you can't do it on your own. So first thing you've got to remember, you, you can't convert somebody. You can't argue someone into the kingdom. You can't do that. God does that. But he does it through us. So the first step I want us to do here this morning is to identify some people in your world who you think need to know Jesus. It could be in your workplace, it could be in your family, it could be a friend, it could be a neighbor, it could be somebody. But the first thing is just to go, who, who is there around me that may need to know Jesus? Uh, that God, God may have already prompted you in some area or if they're highlighted or if you're seeing them, then there's a possibility that God is saying, hey, I've put this person in your life to be part of the conduit of them hearing the message of hope. Now, we don't always get to be the person. Oftentimes, as the preacher, people invite people to church, and many of the people that Peter's brought to church, I've had the privilege of lead into a prayer of salvation, like Jason and a lot of these other guys. But, you know, I get all the glory up here, getting to pray that prayer. But the reality is that the bringing them and, and the messy, all that work that goes on is really the, the heavy lifting of people coming to Christ. The, them coming forward is oftentimes, it's the last step in a long journey, a long process oftentimes of people coming to Christ. Um, and I'll talk about that in a sec. So thinking about, just having our eyes open to think, how can God use me and what can I say and what can I do to, to show the love of God? That's the first thing. And then we begin to pray. So first identify, second pray. So four things in how we pray. First, uh, we pray that God will draw them to himself. It says in the New Living Translation, in John 6.44, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me and at the last day I will raise them up. No one comes to God of their own volition. That's what the Bible says. No one says, hey, I'm going to find God. Hey, I'm going to open up to God. Hey, I'm going to ask God into my life of their, of their own initiative. The Bible says that that is... God opening up their heart. Why does God open up their heart? Because someone's praying for them. Because someone is interceding. Someone is moving in prayer to open up that. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want to save everybody, but God is waiting 
to be involved in that process. So no one can come. So what do we do? The first thing is we begin to pray, God, draw them to yourself. God, open up their heart. Um, or firstly, draw them to the self. Number two, pray that their hearts will be softened and their minds will be open. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they might not see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So in other words, for many people, it's not that they don't want to believe, they just they can't see it. It's just not there. Um, blinded the mind, hardened the heart, they're just like, oh, it's not for me, no, I'm not interested. And um, So we begin to pray that, that their hearts will be softened and their minds will be opened. Lord, open up their heart to, see, uh, to feel their need for you, open up their mind and their eyes to see that, that they need you in their life. If you don't feel like you need something, you're not going to look for it. If you say, I don't need that, if you think, I don't need a new TV, you don't go to the shops looking at TVs, unless you're like my dad, who just loves looking at TVs <laughs> and tormenting TV salespeople. <laughs> but... You know what I mean? If you're not looking for a TV, you don't go, hey, I'm going to go down to the shopping center. I'm going to go look. No, because you're not looking for a TV. People don't come to church and they don't start looking for God if they think, I don't need God. So we begin to pray, God, open up their heart. Lord, soften their heart. Open up their mind so that they realize that they do need the Lord in their life. That's the second prayer. The third one, we pray for opportunities to share our faith. You don't want to just come in and start bombarding people. Um, Colossians 4, 5 says, make the most of your chances. Make the most of your chances. What does that tell us? It tells us God's going to give you opportunities. He's going to give you conversations. He's going to give you moments. And it's important that we're aware and got our eyes open when those moments are there so that we take advantage of those chances, of those opportunities for God and their best interest when those moments occur. Could be, and oftentimes it happens when people... Maybe they've gone through a hard time, something's going on in their world. Maybe someone in their close family or friendship has passed away. There's certain times in our lives we've moved where, where we're more open to God in our life. Um, and so we pray that, that there will be uh, uh, for opportunities, to pray for opportunity. Give me an opportunity to say something. Give me an opportunity to do something. Uh, and then fourthly, we pray that other believers will cross their path and uh, we don't do this alone, and like I said, I get the opportunity up here to pray for people oftentimes and lead them in a prayer, um, but research has discovered that most people who come to Christ, before they make that decision to go forward and pray the prayer, have often, uh, they say, and I don't know if this is exact, but they say they've, had, they've connected with 11 Christians at some point in their world, and that they've had 14 meaningful conversations before they get to that point. In other words, you might have a conversation with somebody and you might be conversation number six. And they go, oh, yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's not for me, whatever. And you go, that's all right, because you're conversation number six. And then someone else comes and that's conversation number seven. And then there's conversation number eight. And then there's conversation number nine. Someone else does that and someone else says this. And, and at some point, they come to a point where somebody's praying and there's all these conversations and they've met different Christians or maybe they've gone to a church service or whatever to the point where they go, you know what, I think I need Jesus in my life. 
That's the way God works. So we're not always wanting to lead someone in a sinner's prayer, as wonderful as that is when that opportunity occurs, and we should all pray that we get that opportunity, but that we are, we are part of the process in our workplaces, just having conversations, being a person that's full of hope, being an encourager, uh, being someone that can help change culture and be a, a shining light in difficult times, as Peter was talking about. You know, the chiropractor hadn't said anything, but had been watching her. And at times where we all go through difficult stuff, but she, her faith and her hope in God had, without her saying it, it was influencing the chiropractor. And God was obviously doing other things around in the world. So, what time is it? Oh, it's time to finish. Um, so, identify people. Start thinking about who, who can I share? Who can I reach out to? Who can I witness to? Um, and then begin to pray these prayers. And if you can't remember what they are, if you didn't write them down, then download the podcast off iTunes. Uh, just do a search on C3 Roselle. The message will be there. You'll get the points. Pray God will draw them to himself. Pray their hearts will be softened and their minds will be opened. Pray for opportunities to say something. You know, oftentimes when I hear or talk to different Christians at different times, they go, oh, yeah, I, I don't believe in that because Francis of Assisi, he said to preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words, which is great for the Francis of Assisi. But there's not too many Francis of Assisi's around who would rock up and animals would flock to him and land on his head. I mean, if you've had animals flocking around you and doves landing on your head while you walk down the street, okay. But you know what? Even Jesus needed to talk to people. Jesus didn't, do, and he was perfect. And he'd turn up and he had conversations. He talked to people about the kingdom. He talked to people about God. You'd think if anybody could just turn up and didn't need to say anything, it would be Jesus. And yet he still talked. He still spoke. He still shared. And so if we think, and sometimes we use it as an excuse not to say anything, oh, I'll just be a, a witness by myself, which is important that we're shining that light, but then we've got to say why we do what we do, why we haven't done certain things, and why we believe what we believe. And that power, those words are the words that God uses to touch a heart. Uh, so pray for opportunities to share our faith, and then pray that other believers and other people, it's amazing Oftentimes when you talk to somebody about church or you go, oh, yeah, I go to church and they go, oh, I can't believe it. I keep running into Christians everywhere at the moment. Then you know God is at work. God is touching that person and answering somebody's prayer for them at that point. So um, let's do it. Let's be part of it. Let God use us. Let God move through us. Let God preach the gospel and touch lives and bring about transformation in people's worlds. That's the way God works. Let me finish again with the first scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 19 and 20. God was in Christ, restoring the world to himself, no longer counting men's sins against themselves, but blotting them out. This is the wonderful message he has given us to tell others. Let's close our eyes. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for the incredible opportunity of just living our lives and being open to be part of the process of bringing hope into people's world and transformation and answers to prayer. And We don't always know what's going on in people's lives. Just as Peter said, at the point 
when she came to Christ, no one would have known what was going on in her heart but you. Father, we thank you that we don't judge people by the outward appearance. We don't think, oh, they got it all together. Why would they need God? Well, they'll never reach out. They're so far away. But Father, we will just listen to the prompting. We'll be obedient when that comes. We'll do what you ask us to do and be part of your glorious, transformative initiative in the earth. Thank you, Lord. You're building lives. You're changing lives. You're restoring hope, bringing healing and life through the glorious gospel and the blood of Jesus that was shed upon the cross. Just as we finish up right now, finish the service, you may be sitting here and maybe you've never prayed that prayer that asked Jesus Christ into your life. Maybe someone's brought you to church. You're on that journey and you're at that point where you go, you know what, I've never actually asked Jesus into my life. I've actually never prayed that prayer. I've been to church, I've prayed to God, but I've never actually said, come into my life, change me, I want to know you. If you're here today, you say, you know what, I want to pray that prayer. I want God in my life. I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. I'd love to lead you in that prayer here this morning. It's words that bring transformation. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, if you speak it out that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, if that's you, you say, yeah, I want to pray that prayer. Just put your hand up so I can see it and I'll pray with you at the end of the service and lead you in that prayer where Jesus Christ will come into your life, bring forgiveness, transformation, eternal life. Just put it up high so I can see it and I'm going to pray with you. Or maybe you've asked Jesus Christ into your life at some point, at some time, but for whatever reason and it doesn't matter, you've, you've drifted away from God. You're not living the way you know you should be living. You're not doing what you know you should be doing. God's speaking to you. He's talking to you and you should go, you know what, I need to change. I need to get back on track. If that's you here today, say, yeah, that's me. Lord, I'm coming back. Just put up your hand so I can see it and I'll pray for you at the end of the service. Put it up high and I'll say, yeah. Yes, Jesus, that's me. Why don't we all stand? Just be